To the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, where we're talking about emo. Talking about bands that probably weren't trying to be emo and just ended up being emo. And they're now dad and, life. Uh, in the and they're now dad emo. emo dad. Hell yeah. Uh we had the fortune of speaking with one of the OGs in the scene, the Juliana Theory. Uh, this was one of those bands where we could really tell like Lizzie's upbringing in the scene versus my upbringing in the scene. And it's like, dude, Juliana Theory's on the pod? And Lizzie's like, who is this? Listen, I recognize the name. And then I was like, okay, I understand like its impact and its culture and everything like that. And I was like, cool. Then I was like researching and getting notes and just like listening to music more. I'm like, I've definitely listened to whatever their hits were. Listening to their top songs of Spotify, I said, I actually have never uh, listened to any <laughs> of their hits. Um, but I liked what I heard. I just never was exposed to that type of like emo music as a youth. Or in yeah, general. It's very like early, early in the scene. Like, the fact that we've had Midtown and now the Juliana Theory on the pod is like we're getting like like the start of it, you know. I'm starting to beginnings. experience. I'm like cosplaying what it was like to be a teen in like mm-hmm. the early 2000s. It's like what? Yeah, I was born in the wrong generation. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> You're cosplaying when we were young, you know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say so, to yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we talked with Josh of the Juliana theory on this. So, uh, so yeah, it's a good talk. It's a good, uh, hearing about the history, hearing about the past and and the present and everything in between, which is time, which is a construct. So before we get into that, uh, let's just, let's just, you know, as we say, let's just remind you, let's just tell you, you know, just friendly reminder friendly reminder we are your friends and we'd love it if you could remind us how good of friends we are and the only way to do that is by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app that allows reviews or all of them yeah why not just go on a rating spree it takes like less than five minutes yeah you you can have a favorite child but you don't need to have a favorite podcasting app. oh my god (laughs) You shouldn't have a listen. Brian's telling you that as an only child, as an oldest of four, it is not great to have a favorite child. It creates more conflict. You can't have a favorite podcast, and this should be us. I would be amazed if <laughs> not every parent of more than just one child didn't have a favorite child. Oh my god! Like, I'm just saying. I think that it's a thing. Uh, rate us your favorite on your favorite. And that's all we're asking you for. Uh, if you don't have a podcasting app that is your favorite, any will do. Yeah, but if you'd like to let us know your feedback elsewhere, you can find us at social networks on the internet. You can find us on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. You can also find us at the same on TikTok. 
drop us some follows there. We just hit 900 on Twitter. Now we got to get to that big the uh, 1,000. 1,000, you know? Big one, 1,000. 1,000 gex for us as a treat. Yeah, dude. The the gex would be very excited if we reached 1,000 gex. I think it it plays into their entire, like, you know, gex ritual, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think, I think it would be specifically getting yeah. 1,000, yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. Number one OG uh, stands. You can also... <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at emo social club. No X's. No X's. No. <laughs> like somebody O's. who's never been on a date before. No X's. Oh my god. <laughs> You're oh so we we mentioned this um off stream, but uh Brian hasn't talked to anybody today, so everything we're getting today right now is his first interaction talking to to the audience and to me so we're getting we're getting everything I it, here i call it the full effect intro and you're getting the full effect intro the full right effect now intro yeah uh go and and comment about uh us on our social networks nice things only we will respond uh you can say something mean to me i just i need to talk to more people during the day so it's fine so you want to uh, you want to you want beef yeah. Start beef only Call with Call me Brian. out in your Instagram stories. I'll be happy to respond. I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, this is coming out of Memorial Day, so, so it's a holiday, and I start uh, my new job tomorrow. Woohoo. When you're listening to this, I start my new job, so I will have stuff to do. So if you want to get at me this Memorial Day, I need you to remember me, and I need you to <laughs> treat me like a memory. I don't know. That's no, don't do that. I, I mean, you could still one. bully him while he's at work on Instagram. So I don't give a shit. I won't pay attention. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into <laughs> the episode. This is our interview with the Juliana theory. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this noon uh, afternoon lunch break time on a Friday to talk with our new friend Josh and the Juliana Theory. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, So tell us a little bit. You're you're back. You're you're doing it. We are doing it. Doing it and doing it, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm Josh Fiedler. I'm guitarist for the Juliana Theory, and... Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, like? What was the reason that you guys are now like back and going on tour and doing these fests and putting out new music? Like, what was the the inspiration? Um, I think it was me bugging Brett for fifteen years to do it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, I finally broke him down, and then we're doing it. No, but uh, we did. Um, so we did uh we did reunite in 2010 for like a handful of emotion is dead shows it was like the 10 year anniversary for that record and um you know we wanted to do it just small intimate little clubs we did it it was fun and then that was it for a while and we talked about doing something in 2017 and we were going to play some shows and we were going to do the warp tour or we did the warp tour rewind cruise Mm -hmm. um so we did that and then there were some plans to do things, but you know, life got in the way, um, for 
five people that lived in different parts of the country and with kids and all that, um, you know, just kind of fell apart. And then in 2019, uh, we got an offer to do an acoustic tour, um, which something that, you know, we had never done. Brett had done, um, solo shows, um, you know, throughout the years for his, uh, you know, for his uh, side project or not side project for his solo project that he had done. And, um, we decided to head out in the SUV and we had an awesome time and it was fun just kind of reconnecting and it almost felt like we were touring, you know, back in, you know, 1998, 99, <laughs> like driving one of our guitarists, you know, his mom's minivan to shows. And, and we had such a good time. We just started talking about, you know, let's, let's keep this going and let's write new music. And so that kind of happened. We, um, right after that tour happened in 2019, you know, 2020 came along with all of the, uh, pandemic stuff. But during that time, Brett and I recorded, you know, two records. Um, one was a reimagination of some of our songs that kind of, we took the, what we were doing on the acoustic tour and kind of, um, you know, amplified that and, uh, did those and put that out last year. It's called a dream away. So there was one new song on that record and then a bunch of, you know, reimaginations of other songs. And then we also did, you know, what we are releasing now as the still the same kids EPs. So our first EP came out, um, a couple weeks ago and we've got a couple more and then we're going to do a full length of that with some more songs and, Keep everything going. Hell yeah. As a so oh no, go ahead, Lizzie. It's you your keep question. doing this. No, you do. I was about to say, since we are expecting more EPs, will it also be like part two, part three, or is, are they gonna have kind of like different names? They'll be still the same kids, part one, two, and three. Yes. I'll go now. Uh <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's just the internet, you know, doing its thing. Um as a band who's been around as long as you have, do people just like constantly toss like tour opportunities your way? Like if you're getting emails from people like, Hey, do you want to go out on this tour? Like, and you're like, ah, we're not really a band, but there's like, yeah, I know. But like, do you want to do this tour? Like, do you want to, do you want to go out on the road? Like you're just like constantly getting like those kinds of things, even though you're not active or how does that work? Um, that is a good question. And I'm not honestly sure, you know, prior you know, back in our really active days and, you know, the late nineties and early two thousands, um, you know, as any, a lot of bands will have a booking agent and those would come through their, you know, their inboxes. Um, so I'm sure, you know, throughout the years when we've been broken up, those offers have come through and they're probably like, no, we're not doing anything or, um, maybe they made its way to Brett. Brett might've have seen a little more since, you know, he's people, typically we'll reach out to Brett first too. So I don't, I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> I just imagine it's I like, hope they came in. I would hope yeah. in the back of my mind that, you know, we got a few offers a year to do things. And <laughs> maybe we did. Maybe nobody cared. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's uh in, in part of what whittled Brett down and be like, okay, I mean, I, we got to get back together. <laughs> maybe. We got to yeah. take the Too band out emails. on the road. <laughs> Too many. <emails>. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I just imagine if you like know a band is is not doing anything like there's got to be somebody who's going to shoot their shot and be like, 
hey, I'm putting on this like local festival. Do you do you guys want to reunite and play it? And like maybe it doesn't work out 100 percent of the time, but maybe there's that one percent that it does happen. And you're like, awesome. It's a good thing that I emailed this band because now I get to see a band I like on this show. Right. Like maybe. You're well, just... that's kind of what happened with the acoustic tour. So we we supported the spill canvas and hmm. I believe the spill canvas had reached out and asked if we wanted to tour acoustically to open for them. And that's how that did come about. So, hmm. you know, maybe, maybe that did happen a little more often than I'm giving it credit <laughs> for, but yeah, that is what sparked 2019. So it's like I always say, so what we're all shot. saying here is, yeah, everybody shoot your shot yeah. no matter yes, what, because exactly. you might just end up on tour with the spell canvas or <laughs> right. now your upcoming tour with Andrew McMahon in the wilderness and dashboard confession. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the worst thing is going to happen is a no you know yeah it's, yeah it's you always got to shoot your shot in life so. <laughs> it uh seeing your tour was very like okay this is just the exact early 2000s of having dashboard uh and mcmahon obviously uh, uh something corporate and the juliana theory i'm like yep. okay what is this tour <laughs> like this is this is a 20 year old tour <laughs> Kind of, yeah. And, it, you know, back in the day, we did, um, uh, we didn't tour with Dashboard, but um, we played a lot of shows with Further Seems Forever when Chris was singing. And, you know, I remember some of those shows where somebody would break a string and Chris would get the acoustic and play one of the Dashboard songs. And he was giving out his first album, you know, to anybody on CD. And so, you know, that's how we originally met Chris. We were friends with those guys. And then um, obviously we did the, really long us tour with something corporate um which was probably like one of my favorite tours ever too so we've kept in contact with those guys over the years so it's it's uh long overdue i think you know <laughs> to finally long play overdue. with play with them yeah and like having that all put together and now you're playing a lot of fests too as well like is that more like reminiscence, like you were saying, like, oh, we got into like an SUV and we did this tour. Is it kind of like bringing back some like old school memories of when you did like fest like Cornerstone and like Warp Tour? Definitely. Yeah. It's like it's, you know, jumping in a van and going to all these shows makes you kind of feel like you did when we were teenagers of just hopping in a car and either, you know, either going to see a band play that you loved at a festival, a festival or you know, I remember going to those few first Warped Tours back in, like, 95 and 96, and it was awesome because they were, like, five bucks. You got to see, like, all of your favorite bands, and <laughs> and it's, you get, like, that magic feeling, and it kind of brings that back. Like, being on tour, I think no matter how old you are, it kind of puts your mind back, you know, to when you were a teenager just riding around and just playing shows, and it's kind of awesome to have that feeling again and i know like i mean now that there's there's a lot of kids that are obviously starting new bands going out on tour but there are a lot of older bands that are coming back and doing the same thing and and like you mentioned having five members in a band who have families and kids and responsibilities outside of playing music it's like it must be nice to have that sort of freedom of like not to say you don't love your family, but also I'm going to say it because I don't have a family. And it's like, yeah, just get now. Just like, let's just go on the road and just like hang out with the friends and have a good time. And like back to those like teenage years of, uh, yeah, just being in 
being being young and dumb and having a good time it's yeah there's definitely like pros and cons you know like i myself have three kids and it is it it's nice being out and playing those shows but it is really hard to leave them and the wife and knowing you know all the things my wife is gonna have to do while i'm gone too because we we're very much like you know we we're very like teamwork oriented so we do you know we kind of split up duties for everything so you know i know that she's got a kind of a hard task in front of her too when i'm gone so it's 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 awesome getting to do what you love (laughs) but it's also like i also love being at home with my family and you know doing all the softball and lacrosse and activities and cheerleading all the things it's it's a little (laughs) bit like it's kind of like a toss-up so Mm. we've also talked with um midtown before and they were also like yes we are dads now so it's like a weird mixture so like do your kids think that like you're cool or are they like i don't care dad take me to lacrosse back (laughs) give me some pizza let's go they're definitely like yeah dad you're a dork um (laughs) my my kids make fun of me uh my wife makes funny because i'm born so my birthday is december 19th and we found out a couple of years oh, ago you're a that's, sagittarius that's too let's go national oh, emo day so i get made oh. fun of constantly for that oh. and yeah it was funny because like my um i uh before our shows last year i had ordered this pair of boots that i wanted to wear on stage and stuff and it was like right before our first show, I was supposed to fly out and shoes hadn't come. And I was waiting by the door for UPS to come. And my little one was like, all dad cares about is stupid emo shoes. And I'm like, Where did come from? like, so I'm constantly getting hammered. I'm just a dorky dad. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> How old was your youngest when, when they said she that? She was six when she said that. She's seven Oof. now. So, yeah. <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, like looking at your the, the studio behind you where you're you're recording this from for the listener at home, there's every guitar. And uh, <laughs> I just imagine like you still have like that in your house. So it's still like, you know, you're playing guitar. You're still jamming out. But they're just like no that that's dumb like you should stop (laughs) i (laughs) have um yeah i have my own little space in the house where i just uh you know just surround myself with vinyl and guitars so (laughs) this is my own little my own little space that i have but now my um my oldest plays guitar now too Mm. so she picked up guitar a few years ago and she's been you know she's been playing a lot too so I'm trying to hook each of them, you know, get a little, get a little music in there. So <laughs> I imagine that that's just like, as a, as a parent, you're like, I want them to be cool, but then they look at you and they're like, dad's not cool. You know, like dad's no. just <laughs> like, dad's not cool. So we can never play guitar. We can never listen to rock music. We can never right. like any of his band friends. It's like, who's this, <laughs> who's this Chris Carab? I don't care. Like whatever. It's like it's just all the things yeah. that you're like, this is why we're cool. It's like he did that one Spider-Man song. That's all I care about. Yeah. And they move on. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Are they just like completely like, I, I mean, I think that I think that I'm going to be a cool parent, but I also am like, maybe I should just change up everything I do now 
so that when I have a kid, they get into all the things that I'm really into. And then they're like eight and I go, ha ha, fooled you. And then we're like hanging out, doing all the same things together. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. You got to do that. <laughs> Although my, like my oldest, a couple of years ago, she started getting into, um, like I, you know, we've, we've always put my wife and I've, you know, played them music that we liked and, um, and, but they typically would listen to the radio. And, but then a couple years ago, my oldest started discovering like green day and my chemical romance and Weezer. And I think Weezer's become like one of her favorite bands and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Like, so she, it's like, I can see her like turning a little bit, you know, <laughs> from, you know, just, I don't know, maybe it's just an age thing, but yeah, the little ones, they could care less, but <laughs> Although I say that now, then my little, my youngest likes to watch these YouTube videos of this, like, uh, I don't know. It's like these little anime characters, like this gotcha thing, or okay. I don't even know what okay. it is, but it's some app that you can design your own little anime creations. And she watches these, these people put on, like they play, they put these music videos together where they have like, her favorite song is Panic at the Disco, House of Memories. And then there's like this Billie Eilish song and a couple other songs that she watches these videos like nonstop. And it's like really funny. And my wife and I are like, is Claire like super emo or is it just like, just <laughs> is she projecting onto this, my like... stupid emo shoes right now? But <laughs> right. herself I think she is, is emo. Yeah, so kind of fake energy. Years, I'm going to start making fun of her. And then... mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when you bullied me? Yes. My turn yes. now. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Dad, can I get these when shoes? When she's a teenager, no. it's all over. Yeah, it's all downhill. You have so you mentioned shoes. like Billie Eilish. Um, with so, what's some of the music that your kids are listening to? Is there anything else that stands out to you that they have heard that maybe you're like, oh, this is new and this is different aside from like anything else like general that we would probably listen to? <laughs> um, not really. No. Um, I am typically playing my oldest different bands that you know that I like. Um, trying to project good taste into her. So <laughs> mm -hmm. my youngest, well, she has good taste. She It's mostly stuff that she hears just on these, but, you know, like on these things. I don't know how she found the Panic at the Disco thing because I'd never heard that song. She started listening to it all the time, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I kind of like them just figuring out stuff by themselves. I know my daughter has, you know, my oldest has Spotify, and she's starting to create like Spotify playlists and stuff on her own. And um, I think you know, a couple of years she she got in that band AJR for a while, mm -hmm. and they, you know, I took her to see them, and they were awesome live. And um, they've got some good songs. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like as long as you can enjoy it, you know, you're not like yeah struggling through uh kids bop or something as long as as long as they aren't listening to mega death yeah listen Honestly, that might be it that's that's the cutoff line yeah I, I think if i had a kid to listen to mega death i just i'd have to just give it up and be like all right you know try again this one didn't work you know you know sometimes uh they don't work out for you and you just gotta try another one right <laughs> it's that's that's a joke for anybody listening to this. I would never give up a kid, but they shouldn't listen to Megadeth. That's just a general <laughs> thing. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. 
friend of the pod and returning friend of the pod, Carlo, releases his new single, If You Won't Push Me Off This Ledge, I'll Probably Jump Anyways, to promote mental health If you're on TikTok, you'll probably know who Clint from IT is. Well, did you know that he is also in a band called Violent Crime based out of here in Chicago? Well, if you didn't, they just dropped a new EP called The Mess. And here's one of the songs from that EP called Home. Twinkly band Pool Kids release a new song that gets a little scientific with That's Physics Baby. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. I think uh, nobody should listen to Megadeth is the general gist we're getting here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Everybody should be be listening to your new ep that came out obviously we kind of talked about yeah, it with the but listening to here. it you have um i went to seven mm-hmm. years of school for this i should have yep. transitioned <laughs> um but when when listening to this ep like there's a couple songs on there that sound pretty like og to your original sound but you have a lot of stuff that's more like kind of indie pop so where did that kind of inspo come from um really like so even back in the day um even back to our first album understand this is a dream we went from album to album like doing our best to create new territories for ourselves while still kind of retaining you know what we were and i think we achieved that with every record you know we kind of went from understand this is a dream to emotion is dead and we incorporated you know, when we did emotions that we incorporated some electronic stuff and a little more pop. And then, you know, we went to the music from another room EP, which is just kind of like a hodgepodge of all kinds of things. We went into love with these, um, you know, taking the electronic and the samples a little further with bigger guitars. Um, you know, we were really inspired, you know, by Led Zeppelin at the time. Like we didn't care about what the scene was doing. Um, you know, and then we kind of took all that stuff into deadbeat, sweet heartbeat. And I think I look at still the same kids as where we would be if we had continued on from 2000, you know, five, when deadbeat, sweet heartbeat came out until 2020 today. Um, so, you know, it is, you know, we still have those little elements of, you know, some of our old stuff, like in playback 99. Um, but we've got some, like I said, some of that like indie pop, um elements into it as well it's and like brett and i we listen to everything um you know from motown to 80s pop to um you know hardcore metal punk pop punk um so it's really just to combine all those elements in and i think part of the still the same kids thing as well you know when we were growing up in the 80s we had all these amazing bands writing these great pop songs like Depeche Mode, Tears for Fears, Genesis, um, The Cure, Duran Duran. And it's really just kind of like that's those kind of shaped our 
musical taste at that time, you know, growing up and just having those on cassettes, you know, when we we're seven, eight, nine years old, that like, that started my musical journey back then. And then too, like even myself, like I love Bon Jovi and Motley Crue and Van Halen and all that stuff. And they, you know, they had those harder elements, but they were pop songs. And that just, you know, I think it's kind of like recreating a little bit of that your youth and projecting that out too. So, yeah, I'm always interested in like, especially now looking back at all of the music that people are like the nostalgia aspect of musicians today, writing songs that sound like they were written 20 years ago or trying to write songs like even, even the eighties sound in some music and like uh, the weekend playing uh, as a friend of mine called it. It's what somebody who thinks that they're writing eighties music is writing. Like <laughs> you're not writing an eighties song. You're writing a song in 2020 that sounds like what you think the eighties sounded like. Uh, and like looking back at that, like uh, and, and listening to your music and kind of like looking back at like the time and then the other bands that were out at that time. And then the bands that like came right after I'm like, I hear like a, a significant thread through like all the music that came from from you guys and from other bands at the time. And then I'm like, OK, this just sounds like what ba like Bayside just took everything from this. <laughs> like Bayside is <laughs> this is what Bayside did. Uh, this is what Brand New did. This is what like all these bands that like. Uh, I'm assuming listened to you and said, okay, we're going to do that. Like, that's what we want to do. And it's just interesting that like way that uh, the music and the influence and then the writing goes from like one band to another band to another band. And all of a sudden it's like, you've gotten to hear and it's like, no, now I'm going to copy like way back in the day. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go back up the line and go to the band like Motley Crue and copy Motley Crue now. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it is, everybody copies everybody. I mean, um, you know, I don't know if we'll ever have another Beatles in our lifetime or even, you know, we can go back further and we'll never have another Mozart or Bach or anything like that. But it's, you know, even when we started in 97, <clears throat> you know, I was in a pop punk band that just, you know, we sounded just like any lookout records band at the time. We sound like the queers and screeching weasel, the Ramones, that whole Ramones tree of bands. That's what I was doing. And then Brett was in, you know, like a, like a screamo kind of band. Um, and he was also in Zayo doing metal stuff. And right in those couple of years in 95, well, like 95 and 97, you had like sunny day real estate come out with diary and the pink album. You had Texas, the reason Jimmy world with static prevails sense field, Game Face, all these bands that started releasing this stuff. And I think we started discovering that stuff in, you know, 96 and 97. And that's when we started the Juliana Theory. And we all really loved that music. And we're like, let's take little elements of these things and make it our own. And I think that's that's just kind of how it happens in general. So, it, I mean, if, if any of those bands were inspired by us, I take it as a great compliment and I think it'd be awesome. And I, we toured with Bayside too. They, I think we had a joke running joke for a while that every band that ever opened for us, like got humongous after they, <laughs> after they opened up for us, which was mm -hmm. great for them, you know, like Anne Berlin, Bayside, Newfound Glory. Um, we had, well, Chris with dashboard. Um, we had so many of those, um, that happened, which was really cool. And yeah, I hope, 
I hope that you know we can be a source of inspiration for for some of those bands, and I hope we continue to be too, even for new bands. So that's the goal. Yeah. Now you're back. Now you can do it. Uh, we can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I see like music overall. Uh, back in the day, <laughs> I think before, this is really like there was a peak internet time where everybody got really like competitive and disjointed in the music industry and then now we're kind of going back to this sense of community the sense of everybody's collaborating with one another that there is opportunity with working with other people to make it big for everybody and boost everybody up uh and i feel like what you're describing was kind of that same idea where everybody had similar interests similar passions were from the same geographic area and could like share tours and and play music together and everybody was inspired by each other and the the scene was small enough where everybody could just be a part of it and and feel like you know they're a part of something bigger uh going into right. warp tour and going into you know all this other stuff and like feeling like oh this is like my group this is my uh i don't want to say family it sounds sounds lame to say family it sounds like f- it really I mean, was. It was. <laughs> like we were playing you know there was all those house shows in new jersey where like basement shows where we would be playing with you know hot rod circuit midtown saves the day uh, like thursday all those bands like we all came from like a similar setup and it was you know sure maybe not everybody got along but it was kind of like a weird dysfunctional family that you came out of um it was a very cool scene like back then i always feel like it's like a weird romanticized version of things like because i was a child so every time (laughs) i'm like looking back and i like research all these bands i'm like wow what what was it like to be like not a child or like just born in that time <laughs> and like experience that fully. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I, to, to, to give you some reference here, I was probably like freshman, sophomore in high school around the time we're talking about and not into these bands yet at all. Once I heard AFI or like middle sophomore year, that was when I was like, oh, okay, I know I get it now. All right, no, I'm in. I'm in. Like, unstoppable. Go forward. Uh, <laughs> unstoppable. Yeah, it was just, that was the 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 music I needed to change my mind about all of it. <laughs> so if I was like your, like, kind of like a Nirvana or Green Day moment for myself. Because yeah. I was obviously a little, I'm obviously a little older than you. So I had that moment when nirvana came out and it kind of kick-started everything mm-hmm. and then green day happened and it you know further into that so yeah i it's like rock radio's on okay cool like that's fine i can enjoy you know i know green day songs i know nirvana songs and then it's like mm-hmm. i need something that's like for me i guess like something that's like something that's like specifically for the 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 feelings that i'm having as a child as a as a as a young teen uh it's like what am i what am i trying to express and what kind of defines like that for me and yeah it was like green day didn't do it but then afi like just hit like no i'm putting on eyeliner and i'm going to school today (laughs) (laughs) 
So with your new music, um, and you do hopefully have all these bands looking back up to you, how do you personally feel about this kind of like new wave of like alternative music that you guys kind of like first started in and how it's evolved over like the last like 20 years? Um, I think it's just, it's awesome. Um, it's great that like all these bands, even well, there's even bands that are, you know, that were from back then we just, everybody's just doing what they want to do. And it's like a whole new scene. Now it's, you know, now you didn't have to sit and wait for, you know, to record a, a record with a, in a studio and all that stuff. We can just do whatever we want, like at the drop of a hat and record it ourselves at home and send it off. And it's just, I think, um, and I think a lot of it too, there's a big wave coming of all these people that were stuck at home with nothing to do. And I think we're like probably on like the beginning of a wave of amazing music that's going to kind of flood everything in. And it's exciting to be hopefully part of that, you know, that wave that's coming in. <laughs> yeah. Are there some new artists that you're like really digging right now that like have come up in the last like few years? Yeah, there's, um, I love that band Charlie bliss. Um, their band that the album young enough was probably one of my favorite records to come out in the past few years. Um, there's a couple bands out of Australia that I really love. One's called tired lion and one's called wax. Um, they're trying to think of some other ones too. Of course, my mind always blanks when I get asked these questions. (laughs) Um, there are yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff i'm going to take a look at my um my spotify thing because i know there's there's a lot of bands that have um come out that i really like oh deep sea diver um i love them um i really like phoebe bridgers um there's a lot of baroness even though they they aren't they aren't new new um, but I kind of discovered them over the past couple years as well. They're a really good band. Um, there's a lot of really good music out. And even some of my like old favorites, you know, are putting out great music like um, Garbage. It's one of my all-time favorite bands. Their record they put out um, last year was amazing. Um, Metric continues to put out amazing music. Um, I really, I never got into the Smiths. Um because I hated Morrissey mm-hmm. as a person. Same. Um, but Johnny Marr, <laughs> I love him. He, I, he's amazing. I, you know, got his um, autobiography and I was reading it and I love all of his solo stuff. He just put out um, a record this year too. Or, well, he started actually, he's kind of, he did what we were doing, like the EPs and then put out a full length. Um, his new record's amazing too. The Killers. They continue to put out awesome music too. It's yeah, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I was very surprised how good the Killers' new record was because I didn't think I was going right? to like it, and it's I was awesome. like, "Wait, no, this rules. This is like really good." Yeah, I know, really good. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back and like listen to like old Killers that I like. After Hot Fuss, I was like, no, I can't listen to the Killers. This 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 yeah. this uh, the uh, Sam's Town record just isn't really what I wanted because I wanted more like mainstream panic of the disco like synthy dance pop and then it's like nope here's 
here's some weird shit and i'm like okay um, oh, i love I sam's town i love that record <laughs> i i i can say now i'm good with it like i'm i'm i enjoy it now but it took me it took me a long time to get into a lot of the bands that i i just couldn't get into when i was you know they they put out one record i love the record they put out another record i go I, this isn't the same thing i don't want it anymore like nah i'm just gonna listen to hot fuss all the time i'll never listen to the killers again and then yeah oh now God. i'm like okay the killers like are actually quite good they didn't have that that dark goth thing that you were craving with afi i needed but, it i yeah, needed the theatrical can... I needed is the... that why it took you so long to warm up to danger days when it came out like i feel everybody no no i was did. i was real into danger days i liked it from moment one uh my chem was obviously, you know, you go from AFI, you're going to get into My Chemical Romance. There's just no, it's just, it's legally. Just, yeah, you legally the have to. They like give you the, the, the CD with your purchase of an AFI CD. Like, yeah, you're going to like this. Um, but then they give you your stupid emo boots that someone's going to bully you for eventually. Your, your emo boots and your eyeliner and you yeah. are good to go. Yeah. <laughs> you got your day ahead of you. Uh, That's going to be like the new TikTok. It's like, what do you need to be an emo oh in 2022? <laughs> Oh no, I uh, I think that like it just was the style and the theatricality and the like like that's why I got super into Panic at the Disco too. And I thought that the Killers were doing that with Hot Fuss. And I think when they went to Sam's Town, I'm like, okay, somebody needed to tell Brennan Flowers no. Like <laughs> this guy just gets to do whatever he wants, and he made what is apparently an opera or something. I don't know. And then I didn't listen to it and I don't really know what it was. Oh my God. <laughs> but now I've listened to it and I'm like, no, it's actually pretty good. Like when you were young is still top banger and uh, read my mind on that record is one of my favorites. Like it's, yep. it's a great song. Good album. Very good album. Classic. So you heard it here. I like the killers. Sam's town. Brian can come around on things. Is what you hear on this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can learn. <laughs> I just like and and listening back to your music, too, is like I was never really into the like happy pop punk sounds. Obviously, you know, got the AFI and like this is too happy. I need to go sit by myself <laughs> and journal. Uh, and and your guys sound was more of that that. Yeah, like the, the darker style and the darker edge to it, not like the happy go lucky fast, uh, fast tempo pop punk stuff that like. I just couldn't get into and I'm like what's this fallout boy why would I want to fallout boys and never got into them and then like now I go okay I get it but took me this long to get into fallout boys like other stuff so in some previous interviews a lot like um some more of like these kind of like household name emo bands as we can say (laughs) um you guys were kind of like why are we being labeled emo but not in like that like negative way of like we're not emo but it was more of like we do so many eclectic sounds do you still like either just go with the flow of it or would you say like you've just kind of like said whatever it works for everybody yeah i think nowadays we're just whatever 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 it is if you like it awesome if you don't whatever it's <laughs> um i think back you know we fought a little bit back in the early 2000s when we put out emotion is dead that 
you know, we were trying to be like, we're not an emo band, you know, we're, we're a pop rock, we're an alternative rock band. And, you know, we probably pushed a little bit too much than we should have looking back um, instead of embracing that more. But now it's, I, you know, now, I mean, people use the term emo for anything. Like people say Avril Lavigne is emo and whatnot. But so I think now it's just, just let whatever, what, let it flow, let it ride. Let's <laughs> go with the vibe. Just, yeah. Are you of the belief that like the only true emo is like certain styles <laughs> or is it like, I mean, yeah, emo is, is so much and meaning emotion is like, yeah, it turns out you want emotion in your music. You don't want like flat music. So do you, do you feel like there's like certain directions that are more emo? <laughs> I hate this argument by the way. And I'm trying yeah, to be like, yeah, it's, know, it's, it's all that. like, yeah. I think it's, I'm not a, I'm not an emo snob. So I think if you want to consider something emo to you, then you uh, let that flag fly, go for it. <laughs> emo is just now a modern buzzword. I feel at it this is. point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, back in the day, I'll be like, you know, this doesn't sound like Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, this is an emo. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. Or mall emo, I guess, as we've sometime, sometimes heard it hot called. Hot Topic. Hot Topic emo, yeah. yeah. Which, again, I feel like we're going a little bit too directly into my musical history here. And I'm like, yep, I worked at Hot Topic, <laughs> and that's where I, uh, Okay fantastic this is true yeah you brought up afi and my cam and yeah you're you're down that road <laughs> oh boy it's my like, sister worked at hot topic too uh, it's a it's a fine uh time <laughs> it's a fine establishment <laughs> it obviously changed a lot i worked during the remodel okay before it became urban outfitters i worked at like the real dark uh scary version Edgy. of the store yeah <laughs> you know okay like you worked at the version that my parents wouldn't let me go into yeah. until I was like 17. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. It's like, because I didn't want to get my like happy bunny stickers, you know? Like, like it's not that bad in here. It's just dumb memes that are stickers and uh, phrases on t shirts. I don't know. It's just not that weird or scary looking back. So now um, that you're back, you're on Equal Vision Records. So how has that been? Obviously, you started like OG, Tooth and Nail, huge throwback. And you've kind of like progressed into these different areas. What kind of like resonated with you to want to work with them and also not work independently? Like we've seen a lot of bands who are coming back start to do. Yeah, I think there's there's um, definitely pros and cons to being on a label or versus independent. You know, now we've got so many things that you can easily put out your own stuff whenever. But um, the reason we went with equal vision was more like, it was funny because, but even when back when we were on tooth and nail, we were trying to figure out a way to do a split seven inch on equal vision. Um, you know, when we play in Albany, we had met Dan at the label. Um, he runs equal vision um, back ages ago late 90s or i think it was late 90s we had met him um and even back then we wanted to do something on equal vision so to have them be interested in us all these years later 
and still, you know, they really wanted to work with us. They believed in our vision of the band and we really liked it. It's, it's a very family oriented um, vibe over there. Um, we love Dan at the label. He's, he's an awesome guy to work with. And like I said, he just really believes in what we wanted, um, what we want for the band and, you know, kind of let us do our thing. That was, that was really the biggest, you know, selling point to us. And it's not often that you have somebody be a president of a record label for, you know, 10, 15 years that, and, you know, Dan's been there since at least since the late nineties. It's, you know, it's not often that somebody sticks around that long in one thing. And, you know, he really has the passion and belief in his label and his bands that we obviously were instantly attracted to. We always like look back and say like, man, labels were really dangerous. Like people didn't really understand what labels were. And now I think at least people have more of an understanding. I saw a mm-hmm. post earlier today that like, labels are just telling their artists to just make TikToks all day. Like you have to put out like eight TikToks per day. And I'm like, I don't think that's like, like, like no alternative label, no, no emo pop punk label is going to be like, you got to make TikToks or we're not putting out your record or something. It's like very that's strange. Actually, uh, that's in their clause. Like if yeah. you do not make your TikTok quota per week, that's it. So You're how many rock. TikToks does equal vision make you uh, create per day? <laughs> Oh, they're all, it's like, it's like four a day. (laughs) And obviously I've, I have myself have failed at that. I just started a TikTok like maybe uh, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I've got just three stupid videos on there. So you can follow me, Joshua Fiedler. (laughs) um, Brett has been killing it on his TikTok. So he's had his for a few months and he's been, he's doing an awesome job on his. Um, You can follow him at uh, Brett Detter on there. But it's definitely a, it's definitely a weird thing how we've gone from the MySpace days when it was just, you know, the only thing people cared about was if you were in their top eight or mm-hmm. whatever. And I miss those days kind of where you didn't have to post something every day or multiple times a day for and hit the algorithm and, you know, whatever. It was a much simpler, more fun time. And so now you've got you've got to make a Facebook post, a Twitter post, um, an Instagram post, the TikTok thing. You got to be creative with all these videos for anybody to pay attention. It's obviously kind of taking the fun out of things, but in a way too, there's also fun about that. There's ways that you can have fun with the TikTok uh, videos. You know, you don't have to be so generic and make stupid posts all the time. There's, there's ways to have fun with it, but it's definitely uh i definitely miss the myspace days a little bit <laughs> looking <I'm saying>. back. <laughs> it's like this is where i think lizzie and i like split on like man things used to be better it's like no everything was better when myspace was the only social media everybody used listen i was only on myspace for three months and yeah. then facebook was like publicly uh, available and that's when i shifted because that's when i was in like middle school high school no saying saying things are better in my day about myspace is like true it's just that that's not an argument that's is just, that the new way of saying back in my day we walked a mile to school yeah yeah 100 <laughs> yeah back in my day i had to update my top eight every other day and i had to go on a computer in the library just to get the internet access that i needed 
Back in my day, I had to go through all these profiles who, with songs that auto-played, and it was very loud, oh, and everybody looked over at me. And screamy. Yeah. Imagine having, like, uh, all those, like, dumb MySpace songs in your profile, and you're just, like, in the library. It's like, no, where's the button? <laughs> Better times. Better and you times. had, like, those, like, uh, ways you can create the templates, and they would screw up your whole entire page, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't even be able to look at things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, We don't have anything now. Now it's just just lame. I I feel so get off my lawn about this, but I also stand by it. I'm like, this is, this is, I'll stand my ground on that lawn. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you could compare like marketing on MySpace and getting your band noticed on MySpace to what it's like now, what would you say is the biggest difference of like what you had to do on MySpace versus the stuff now. Now it's like a, it's almost like a full-time job in itself. Like to, especially like you look at some, like the really you know successful people that post on TikTok. Like that's definitely like a full-time job, like creating those and uploading them and, you know, doing duets and <laughs> stitching them and all that. I don't even, I'm so over my head. <laughs> I'm dating myself. I sound like I'm like 70 years old. Right I'm now, I'm I'm completely <laughs> on the same page as you though. Like I understand. Yeah, no, exactly I have to saying. run. I run our page like exclusively unless, and I'll be like Brian. We have to do this TikTok. He's like, I don't want to, and I'm like, like you go ahead, please. Uh, <laughs> I don't love it. I don't love algorithms like that. Yeah, Lizzie, do you want to run my TikTok for me? We could run. We I could can, all run yeah. the TikTok together. I all love right. that for us because now we have to put stories on our TikToks, like we're putting stories on Instagram. <laughs> Another yeah, layer of hell it is. <laughs> I don't love the idea of short form TikToks. It already is short form. It's like, oh, now we have vines, but they're only one second. It's like, no, it's just it. It already is short form. How much shorter do don't we need worry. to get? Don't worry. Now we have ten minute videos we can post on TikTok. I hate it i hate it so much i also tried to edit it like <laughs> like edit a video together for tiktok and i was like i'm not somebody who is the best video editor but uh like this is the worst program i've ever used in my entire life i hate this this is just objectively not fun to use it's not easy it's not intuitive and then one hour later i posted a tiktok and i go was that worth it did i feel anything from that if I posted that's another thing too with that it's like being in a band now you can't just get by by just playing an instrument and writing a song now you have to learn how to be a graphic designer a photographer you have to learn how to be a video editor and put videos together um and just it's so much about it um it's just crazy now I mean, in one way, it's good because you're learning new skills. I guess mm-hmm. you can, you know, keep that going for other things. But in other way, it's uh, it's no wonder why everybody has, you know, ADD. Because <laughs> you have to do a hundred jobs. Just to can't focus play. on anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, uh, you can't sit in the moment. And be like, I'm having a good time. It's like, nope. I got to get it for the gram. I got to get right. it for the TikTok. Yep. Right. And then you're like, I can't do this. Right. Like. People don't realize how much work goes into playing your instrument for 30 minutes on a stage. Like that just just how much other things you have to know and learn and and produce just for that 30 minutes of playing your songs on stage. 
yeah, I also, for sure. I also tell everybody if they're like uh, wanting to start a band, I'm like, find somebody who can do graphic design. It's going to be the the biggest thing that you will bring to the band. If you can play guitar real poorly, but you can do graphic design pretty okay, that's fine. You're in the band. <laughs> So we'll get back to just a little bit more of some of your music um, as well. I know we, we go on so we tangents. We can't rant like we're, like we're 70 Come on. years old. Let us, let us rant like old people. <laughs> oh, my God. Rant be like, I hate this, these young people, this internet. All these internet. kids are out here. <laughs> They're on the, on the ticket attacks. These kids making fun of my boots, being upset about things. Back in my day, things. gas was only 98 cents. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had to fill up my mom's car with a full tank. 20 bucks yeah. <laughs> also true but yeah yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah like, i was about to say like I, I just filled up my car like just three-fourths the other day and it was like almost 30 dollars i was like yo what the fuck <laughs> the worst worst timeline uh worst timeline that we live in lizzie you can it go is. ahead the simulation and is fucked. <laughs> we really really need to get that simulation on board uh with what we yeah. need lizzie i'll let you I ask it's it worse because Sun was turned back on the other day, so I think it's going to get worse. Oh, no. Nah, it's just, yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> it's over, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. Fine. I just want to know what simulation yeah. we live in and why can't it be better. <laughs> yeah. Reboot the computer, please. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie, go ahead and ask uh, your question, and then we'll, uh, we, we're almost at an hour, so we can, uh, we can do a little bit of plugs, and we can hang out on Twitch for a little bit, and we can... Uh, yeah, just keep it rolling. But Lizzie, you go. Yeah, no, just um, just the last question here, like can, like regarding your new music. So you did the whole reimagined route with "We're on Top of the World." The music video was very funny because when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh wow, Screamo! That's really that's really different. It's very nice. <laughs> um, that's a real pivot." Okay, but then it got more into like this modern indie pop, uh, like we we're talking about earlier. Do you see yourself doing more of those reimagined tracks or do you feel like that was just kind of like a one-time thing? Because it is something a lot of people are doing now with some of their music. That's a good question and not one that I know how to answer at the moment. Um, <laughs> I think like, you know, it is fun and it was it was a really great experience to do the whole reimagined record. Um, and I'll give Brett some credit here to he brett his other job is a film composer so he was able to add so many of those elements to what those songs were too that really expanded everything to a point where it's i love just listening to it you know just it's a, a headphone album for sure um and i i'm sure that there's probably going to be a time um, where we will have the opportunity to do that again, whether or not we will or not, like we'll see, you know, would I, I would, ra I would say this, I'd rather create something new than rehashing something old. Um, but you know, not to say that I wouldn't be happy doing it. And let's say like three years and we're kind of in between some stuff and maybe we just do something to have some fun with it. You know, I'm not going to say no to it, but. Uh, I guess that, that's probably the best way to answer. I think I'd rather be creating something new, but um, it was fun to do that, though. And I'm not ruling out more. 
Just not a full like EP or album re-release of everything reimagined. Right, right. <laughs> Let everybody send you like, hey, you need to reimagine this song and then just do like whatever the fans <laughs> requests are and be like, all right, we got it. Right. Like, I know that like, I guess it's with the nostalgia thing too, is that just everybody's got to play these songs that they wrote when they were 17 years old. And it's like, well, I don't, have the same experience as that anymore, but I want to keep it updated because we're going to be touring on it or we're going to like, you have to have to hear it every night again. And it's like, how do I make it new for myself rather than uh, just sort of slogging through all the old songs and getting to the new ones. And Lizzie, I'll give you, I'll give you a a, a Aquarius moment here and be like, yeah, just sometimes you just (laughs) got to move on to the new thing. You know, you're excited about the new thing and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. And you're like, I forgot about all the old stuff though. And I have to still like care about that too. <laughs> That's my Aquarius moment of the day. It was, fun. Like, it was a lot of fun playing like some of those old songs last year when we did the emotion of dead shows, they were a blast. Um, playing, you know, some of those songs actually were barely ever played live. So it was kind of fun, like going back to those and, you know, redoing them. It was, uh, and we have a couple, you know, new guys in our band too that brought a very like new energy to the whole thing too. It was like they had that whole. It made it feel like even more exciting because they brought like a whole, a whole vibe with them too that kind of made it even more fun. So, well, good. Uh, well, let's go ahead and toss out all the plugs where people can uh, can listen to you where they can get tickets to the tour. Uh, we didn't even talk about Riot Fest. we got to talk about all the festivals that you you're doing, too. You will be at Riot too. Fest. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so where can everybody see you coming up this summer and uh, find out more about you? Yeah, for right now. So we've got um, some festivals coming up where we are playing Psycho Fest in Las Vegas on in August. Um, and then we head out on tour with Dashboard Confessional and Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. We are playing the West Leg uh the west coast leg of that tour um so i think uh uh armor for sleep and cart uh, or i'm sorry i forget the other band that's opening the uh, but it's split in the three legs so we're doing the west coast leg which we're really excited about and then we are going to be playing riot fest in middle of september in chicago which we're really excited uh we're playing the sunday that we're playing with i think um nine inch nails is headlining that night uh, Jimmy Eat World's playing that day. Jawbox is playing that day. I'm I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. So. Yeah, you know the lineup better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, hopefully we get in on Saturday to see Saturday, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. And um, but yeah, it's uh, and then so that's what we have announced at the moment. So everything is on the JulianaTheory.com. We've got all those dates out there. We've got a new music video for Playback '99. Um, and then we also have the uh, Still the Same Kids EP Part 1 out at the moment as well. So, Well, hell yeah. If, you are, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you have to go immediately from this podcast and listen to the EP. And you need to follow on everything. And if you don't, yes. we know uh, who you are. And we will... Uh, <laughs> make you listen i don't know but you gotta listen we'll, to the we'll bully you for being emo with us and we will go yeah. to your house personally and make you do it yeah the tour is now just we won't a say how we're gonna make you but yeah 
The tour is now just but we, we show up at your front door. Tour, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to route those tours around those people that have not listened and we will pay them visits. What's crazy is that then turns into a house show. So yeah, no matter what, house shows. you can't leave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want a house show. You're going to get it. <laughs> you haven't been to a punk show in a long time. Now here it is. Yes. It's the weirdest subset of breaking kids are Your kids are up. <laughs> Tell them come downstairs and learn about real music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. Your dad's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will. In my damn uh, emo boots. My damn emo boots. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to walk on my lawn with. We're going to continue yes. the conversation over on Twitch. Uh, but, you know, you got to go and check out Juliana Theory this summer. We will be at Riot Fest. We'll be in the audience. We'll be throwing our hands up like we just don't care. And we better see you there. And that's that's true story. That was early it. Yeah, that was really a good it. rhyme. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let, we'll end the pod there, and we'll we'll talk with Twitch. But uh, Josh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us on the pod, and yeah, uh, can't wait to see you this summer. Of course, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, five stars. That's what we're worth, and that's what we want. Only five stars. Only five stars. We know our value. We know what we're worth. Drop that. Drop that review if you like this episode. Uh, we have a lot more cool episodes coming up, too. So how are you even going to know if you're not following us and you're not liking us and you're not subscribing to us? You can watch all these as videos over on YouTube. Like, it's a whole thing, guys. It's a whole thing. It's a, it's a whole shebang. You're just missing out, honestly, yeah. at this point. And that sucks for you. Yeah. Shebangers only by May. And remember, if you don't end up coming to some of our streams, you're going to miss uh, some of our special gets like Under Oath coming up. That will be announced by now. Yeah. You won't even yeah, know. Like, like, you don't even know, you know, like. And we'll also have Emma Rosa. Can't believe that you wouldn't even know that if you didn't follow and listen to yeah. us. And uh, as we just confirmed today, Forever Came Calling is also coming on. So. Yeah, you know, they're back. We're getting these. Uh, we're, we're getting your faves. We're getting your faves on. So where even are you? We will be back next Monday with another episode. <laughs> so make sure that you're there for that. Just follow us into the darkness. Just follow us. And if the you, light. Yeah, like Ben Gibbard. Play like all the Death Cat for Cutie. Those displays at every outdoor area that I've been <laughs> in the last two weeks. And I want to ask everyone if they're okay. Bye. <laughs> I'm Brian. That's Lizzie. Bye. Lizzie. Literally had to conquer the outro. <laughs> I realize the, the music's not playing for you, but it's even funnier because you just I know, like I know. conquering the outro. <laughs> you were like, you were like just full on conquering it to talk shit about Death oh, Cat. No, <laughs> no, I love Death Cat for Cutie. We are the ones okay. in control of our own fate, bestie. It's okay. And now, and now, and now we're coming back.